Hi, this is Tony Ruggiero. Thanks for listening to The Tour Coach. These are the players, coaches, experts, stories, and insights from my work on the PGA Tour at my retreats or my downtown teaching center in Mobile, Alabama. My goal is to shed light and share insights from the people who I've gotten to know and meet working on the PGA Tour and teach it through my career. And I hope this helps all of us play, coach, and teach better golf. If you like what you hear, please give us a good review and take a look at our new Dew Sweepers YouTube channel or the Dew Sweeper on Instagram, where I've taken some time to share videos of help from my teachings, travels, and journeys. Hi, so sitting here with new recording equipment, new edition of the Tour Coach. I hadn't had one in a few weeks. I've been on, I'd say, sabbatical. Got a good group here with us, though. I've had two off days since July 4th, and all I can think of is Key West next Thursday, which is about the time this will drop. So when this drops, I'll probably be in Captain Tony's. <laughs> but I've got, <laughs> hopefully, with a buzz. All right, so not thinking of golf swings, so if you're listening to this, don't text anyone. We've got to, I, I, I'm kind of excited about this. We've got a good, good little group here tonight. We've Zoomed Jackson Court in. We've got Mark Hackett here. I'm at Hack's house. Hack, thanks as always for hosting us here at the house, as well as at Old Palm. We had a great day. Emilio Gonzalez. Everybody's heard Emilio on the, on the pod before and getting ready down here, getting a little ready for Q school. We'll do a little right. talk about that while we do that and catch up with you. And then new to the Dew Sweeper clan. He's a golf teaching professional from Indiana, as well as a student in this week's retreat. He came down, got started a little bit. Callahan Elsey. Yeah. That's pretty good, huh? Yeah, pretty good. So we know we don't always have students on here like you because I, I've, we don't know what they'll say, right? <laughs> sure as hell wouldn't do it on a live one. But anyway, so first of all, I wanna, we're going to ask you a couple questions, and you talk about it, and we'll go around. But one, why is a teacher – a young teacher. You've been out of school two years, you said, right? Years, yeah. Went to Miami of Ohio. Yep. Why did you decide, one, to come observe? Made you want to do that. Why did you pick us? And three, like, why did you want to come observe and work on your game? Because I think it's interesting. We, I mean, like, heck, we've done a bunch of these. Jackson, zooming in, we've done a bunch of these. Emilio, heck, you've been around 20 of these just <laughs> hanging out working, right? Like, we get people, of a lot of juniors, a lot of college players, guys maybe wanting to play, and a lot of Weekend warriors want to get better, but sure. not necessarily somebody that teaches wanting to come. And I think it's commendable for one because most teachers would think they know enough. Yeah. I mean, that's for sure. I found you guys through your podcast, through this podcast that we're on. So it's kind of an interesting moment for me. I've spent so much time listening. So it's now. We'll do a photo. Now I'm on it. This is cool. Um, but I've heard so many good things about you guys, especially, I mean, obviously you, Tony. But um, yeah, I mean, I've never seen anyone really teach before. I've just kind of. What I'm teaching right now is just things that I've learned from playing the game. So I wanted to go to the source and figure out what you guys are doing and try to mix it in and take something that I can learn from you guys and bring it to my kids. So that's kind of why I came to observe, to come. I mean, as a player, like, I just was looking for someone that was, A, going to be able to give me something that was, A, I felt like was useful, and B, I mean, just from listening to you guys talk, you seem super casual and, like, people that I want to be hanging around. So 
I mean, it seemed. Uh, like when you've rolled this golf lesson, I rolled it into all the tacos, way into dinner, into tacos, and a Bud Light. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I mean, I think you're doing pretty yeah. good. Well, you guys just seem like you get even from just listening to podcasts. You guys seem like very easy people to get along with, and people that I think I'd mix well with. So, well, hopefully, we helped you game some. Hundred percent, hundred I'm gonna it kick. Awesome. I'm gonna kick this to hack. So something that Callahan said earlier was he said that he. He reached out to bunches of teachers, and he didn't get hardly any responses ever. And people yeah. wouldn't let him, or not necessarily wouldn't let him come observe, but didn't, you know, facilitate it. I mean, I find that two things. I find that one ridiculous because you and I, I know in particular of the folks sitting at the state oh, board, right? Team. And I mean, when we were coming up, the I mean, you give your but like Hank Johnson's, the Tom Nesses, Mark Wood, uh, all those folks. Like were so kind for me, Wayne Flint, Wayne and you were contemporaries, but like it's shocking to me that in our industry now we're where people do that. In fact, heck, we had one that came and spent time with us and started trying to have a sign up for people to, you know, like you're going making charging people to observe. I think that stuff's crazy. What do you think? No, I totally agree. I mean, we get to the point where we learn from people, mm-hmm. so they get to pay for it. Sure. You get to keep growing. That's the problem is we have fewer people playing the game. So I mean, having more ammunition and, yeah. and getting people involved and you never what and go and observing people. You never, you're going to teach people different ways of saying the same thing or different sure. ways of getting people better. I mean, that's our goals and entertainment, but improve people's skill set in the sense. And one of the, one of the, oh, I mean, I think one of the things that I want to ask your comment on is, Obviously, I know I do, and Hack still does. Jackson and Zoom has to as well. Teach private lessons one-on-one, right? It's just yeah. part of our business. But when we get these weekends, it's to me, it's the most fun teaching I do all year. Is I mean, well, I do it a lot now, but like I, where we all kind of hang out and teach together because it's just to me that's like observing. Like I love being able to say having a swing catalyst pulled up and. Hack, what do you what do you see there? Do you think I'm on the right track or Jackson, whatever you know? And, and it was even interesting today, like having a player like Emilio sitting there and you know yeah. chime in and stuff. What did you think about? What were your thoughts? Did you ever seen anything like that? Did you like it? Was it I beneficial it. as yeah. a teacher and as a student? Yeah, no, it was awesome. I mean, having three brains that know a lot about the golf thing, four brains with a great player. Don't, I mean, don't like, cut Jackson down. Yeah. <laughs> no. Um, it was cool. I mean, it was, it was, I've never been, never seen that before, never been in that environment, but in the beginning, I was like, this is pretty, I mean, I just, in the beginning, I was like, there's a four very respectful people watching me hit golf balls, so once I got past the first two or three, I felt pretty comfortable, but after that, I mean, it was like, it was awesome. It was having four brains that knew a lot about the game and a lot about the golf swing there, giving me their opinions and giving me their feedback, a lot of it, which was positive, which was very nice, but no, it was, it was so much fun. It was, uh, I mean, it's, it feels like teamwork which was something that I'm not familiar with in golf instruction. It's always been one-on-one, one guy saying one thing, and, I mean, you either like it or you don't. But with four guys there, and there was a lot of things that were bounced off each other, ideas. I had Jackson through Zoom give me some good feedback. I had Tony tell me to do a bunch of things that, that I really agreed with, and then Mark and Emilio over there to kind of confirm it. So, I mean, it was uh, felt like everyone really cared about me in that situation, which was, which was cool. So I loved it. It's awesome, too, for him to be able to experience the coaching and also get work on his own game. I think that's a great way to learn. And that's that's kind of what I was going for. I mean, I wanted to 
A, learn as much as I could, but I figured the best way for me to learn would be through getting a lesson myself. Which is awesome. Yeah. So there's a lot of of things. And you got tacos. And I got tacos. Yeah. So, and some churros, which were just as good or even better. Let me tell you though, don't, I love Rocco's tacos, but you can't get the brownie. (laughs) Ice cream sundae brownie. Or hard shell tacos. Or apparently, I learned tonight too, for all of those listening. Emilio Gonzalez sat next to me at a Mexican restaurant and got mad when I ordered the hard shell tacos. I had no clue. Heck, did you know that hard shell tacos were not Mexican? It's a life lesson. I would not have known that either. And and if I can go back a second, so you you asked initially why I came to observe. So I listened to on this podcast, I listened to you say something about Hank Johnson said a long time ago to you that the reason why you're going to be a good teacher is because you think that you know nothing. And I took that to heart. I was like, holy crap. I mean, if Tony didn't know anything, then I definitely don't. It doesn't feel that way. And I've, I'm in lessons where I see something, and I'm like, I mean, I have no idea what to do here. So Me too today. When yeah. you were on the plate, <laughs> why do you think I called Jackson over from Zoom and I had Hack come in? Hack came in with the phone, Jackson zooming in. It didn't seem that way. You sold it pretty good. Uh, no, I mean, I mean, I just... There, I can feel like I can always get better. I'm young, I'm 25, just turned 25, and I have a lot to learn. And I mean, going to the source and seeing what you guys can, I mean, you guys have a lot of knowledge and a lot of things that I'm sure I can learn from you. So that's why I came to observe. Well, it's, it was cool yeah. for me because we've had, well, I mean, we've had, a, we, we've had a lot of people recently want to observe, which anybody listening, like, I'm, we're always open. I think that's our duty. You know, don't want you to observe and then try to jump in and tell us what to do. But I like, yeah. Yeah. but I like, uh, and shout out to him too for, being willing to do it also to pay to do it too of course you know and we did say, give you the professional discount yeah, and the tacos and i very much appreciate all, the, 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 all that oh the tacos yeah. are getting tagged on the bill though. i'm really well yeah you know yeah. like it's nice to have that effort i know it's for a sure. small token but that actually that yeah. means a lot for well, sure and it. i'm not the one that paid for dinner so emilio what did you think about today i want to hear from a professional tour player it was fun. Uh, I got to work in my own game with you and Jackson and Hack for some time, which via was Zoom. via Zoom for some time, which was very productive for me. And yeah, just uh, meeting a new do sweeper too, which was fun too. And so, so let's talk about Emilio. So getting ready for Q school was, in my opinion, the backswing was the best it's ever been because he's been doing the same dang thing. Mm-hmm. For almost a year, six, seven, eight months, eight months at least, yeah. the value of staying on something. And we didn't, to me, it was great because, like, we didn't do anything new other than I did ask him to learn to release his eyes a little bit sooner so that you, you wouldn't cut off your pivot a little bit. But, uh, man, I, I think that's a good lesson for everybody listening, though, is, like, you get these people hacked that come and they want to play in their club championship or they're playing or whatever and they want you give them something new. Like sure. that's, that's to me, not how people get better. It's more about like knowing what you're working on. I think one of the best things we did today was your practice plan, Emilio. Yeah, absolutely. I was able to just write down in my notes, like what I'm going to do day in and day out from now till the end of Q school, uh, just for more than anything to not overwork. Cause I tend to spend too much time in the golf course sometimes. And just stick to my plan, and once I'm done, I'm just ready to go home and rest. And so talk about the practice plan. I thought this was good. And, Hack, I think you'd like this. I know Jackson, like, tell him what you practice. He likes to over-practice. But I think you need to be more hyper-focused and do less, right? So we did, what, three 20-ball 
It was a three twenty ball count. Well, it was three piles of twenty balls. Yeah, three piles of twenty balls. Uh, one was specifically just for my backswing drill. Uh, the next one was just for my follow through, like just feeling slow motions of my chest and my head going through. Third one was the stick. Yeah, and the third one was just uh, throwing the stick down in front of me and just shaping it right to left and then left to right, just so I can have both shots in the bag ready to go. And then the last, and then he did 30 balls, so it's a 90-ball practice. And the last 30 you did, it was hitting a different club in a different at a different target every shot. And then putting boundaries where, like, if yeah, he was hitting a draw the into the tree, he couldn't cross the tree on the left, right? Like learning to control your curve and where you're trying to leave it. And I, I told him, I think that if everybody did that, like you were specific and structured when you went to practice, I mean, he – I mean, granted, though, that's probably going to still take you an hour and a half, right? If you take your yeah. time and you do that and you set this up, it's going to take time. But uh, if you just did that and you went and hit 90 balls and we see folks on the range, I mean, how many times hack you at Old Palm see folks just wailing ball after ball and they hadn't gotten any better? Keep dragging across, right? <laughs> it's <laughs> right. just exhausting, too. It just takes some, especially in uh, weather like this, that, I mean, you don't even know what you're doing after hitting a hundred balls probably in 30 minutes when you're just hitting one after another. But yeah, like, like I'm just going to point out like whenever I'm not able to work with you, Tony, I go to Jackson, uh, uh, since it's just easy for me. And every single time we finish practice, we, we do a distance control, like just shot selection. And it's got a, uh, just fortunately have the track man there, but we only use it for that to see how far the ball is flying. And, yeah, it's just got to fly in between a three-yard dispersion, and that's how we move on. Yeah, how many balls, when you do that, like, because you mentioned today you did you do that at home or yeah. in your practice. Me and Jackson, like, he'll throw a number at me, like, let's say 166, and he's going to make me hit it with a 9-iron, an 8-iron, or a 7-iron. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that's great. Good work yeah, there, that's Jackson. That's awesome. It's easy when he's that good. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that number. And to, to piggyback on that, I mean, I another reason why I came here is, is funny because we keep that was the initial question. I keep going back, but I've been playing good all summer. I've, I've played in, in a couple tournaments, played better than I have over years past. So I feel like I'm improving. But I'd go to the range and I'd hit balls, and I'd sit there and I'd hit maybe ten or twelve, and maybe I'd hit a couple on the heel. And I wasn't really sure why, and so maybe I'd try this, and then maybe I'd try that, and then uh, I'd hit a couple more, and then I'd try this, and all of a sudden I'd realize I'm going down this rabbit hole that I had no business going down. Right. <laughs> and so it was like, but I didn't really have any, I didn't have any instruction. I mean, I've been self-teaching, I've been teaching myself for the last year, so it's like I really didn't have anyone to bounce ideas off of or get any sort of uh, direction from. So I mean, I would just sit there on the range and it would get worse every time I went to the range. So that, initially I just decided, I was like, okay, well, I mean, they're going to go get a lesson and get pointed in the right direction so I know what I should be working on, or B, I'm just going to never touch the range again. Because when I come here, I get worse. I play way much better on the courts because I'm not thinking about all these things about maybe I should try this. Greg Carton would love that. I mean, if Doc was here, aside from drinking wine with me, he would be all over that, right? I mean, that's such a Doc deal. I just started working with a young player. Really good. And he started talking about how the hardest shot for him to hit was a straight shot on the range, and he doesn't hit them. So I hit a couple to get loose. I hit my shot shapes. I do distance control work, and I have to leave because you can't stand on a range and hit a flat shot with a full swing at a target dead straight. So it's the hardest shot for him to hit. 
Yeah. Right. And I think if you have this plan or maybe you have something in place after working with Tony, I've got these one or two things like the same thing he's doing with Amelia. Well, I think the beauty of... And you go and you do that. So, But the beauty to me of what Emilio, with his practice, is that the first three piles of 20, you don't give it where the ball goes. All you care about is the what you're doing. And and I told Emilio this today, Hack, when I first opened the building in Mobile, I did it strictly to have a place to teach, right? I needed a place. And uh, I'm like, I like a kid going to college. Every four years I move on or get fired from a place. So it's like the same deal. Like I got to go. So, uh, you know, I did like JUCO at Frederica, right? I was like a two-year grad transfer. (laughs) But uh, um, when I opened the building, like, you know, I was like, so I got these bays and you've got the simulator and it it was an unintended consequence, but like people started getting better faster because you could turn the ball off. And all they cared about, all of a sudden, these people, especially like your 6, 8, 10, 15, 20 handicappers, when they didn't hit a bad shot and have to pretend and act like they're not used to hitting those to you, right? Like, like I never hit a bad shot. I can't believe that ball's going over there, whatever. But all they cared about was what was in the screen, whether what I was, they were doing better at what I was telling them or not. And there's no consequence how much better they got. Sure. Mm-hmm. And I had a couple like, you know, mid upper handicaps that I still enjoyed. They were like, Man, this really looked a lot better today. And once they kind of got into it, they actually never asked to see what the ball was doing, maybe until like five, ten minutes left. And then I'd go, okay, well, here's where the ball is going, going, right? Yeah, interesting, yeah. You know, but I think that's interesting. So I think that uh, what we did with Emilio today, and we're going to do some more. I want Hack to watch you do some of this, like – when you're doing those first three stacks, like you were way more concerned about like, Hey, did that look like you wanted to? And I think when you take the focus off of the result and you're more just consumed and then, you know, broiled in the, in the, what you're trying to do, the result kind of happens. Sure. And then after you hit some clunky ones, I remember coming, you were like, oh, I was a little heavy, has a little toey, whatever. But then by the end, then when you put it together with the hit and the shot at it, the sound, yeah, like the sound was, it was primo. Yeah. So before Q school, what is one more thing you need to polish up with your game? Honestly, like just let myself be and play golf. Awesome. Injury free, right? Yeah. Injury free. It's awesome. It's good. What's the next thing for you in your golf game? In my golf game, next thing for me, playing with the pro scratch at Sycamore in Indiana, and then in November I'm going to try to get some status in uh, PGA Tour Latin America. So I've always said I want to travel and play, and I think it's... You didn't tell us that this morning. I know. I, I, got, I, I kind of forgot about that. <laughs> we charge... Argentina. We, we charge touring players more. It's <laughs> <Yeah>, double. <laughs> yeah, I give it away. But, yeah, I was going to travel and play. I think it's the best thing I could do for the kids I'm trying to teach that want to do it. I think I want to go out and just get some experience on the road. And, I mean, I, I think having the experience competing and having the experience, I mean... Hitting, sure. Hitting a putt when it matters, I think it's important, but I don't think it's necessarily the end all be all. But I think it'll definitely it won't hurt. So that's the goal and game. I think I have the game for it. I mean, I watched him; he's pretty dang good. Emilio was hitting some absolute nippers on the on the range there, but yeah, I took some videos, so I'm gonna go study those up. And uh, how we gave you all the yeah, the I know videos. you did. Tomorrow though, yeah. Doctor Lynn comes in. Yeah. So. I just want to say thanks so much to all you guys for having me out. It was it's been so much well, we're, fun. We're, I mean, it's fun. we got a lot more to do. It's early, yeah. What you want to talk about, Jackson? What about the next step in your teaching career? Yeah, that's a good – I have notes full of just so many things I learned today. Um, 
What was your favorite? There we go. My favorite thing that I learned today was probably the feelings I was able to create without a golf club in my hand. It was through the the pivot and punch, through a lot of different things with the bands that I learned. Because um, it felt very normal for me. It felt like something I it felt like something like a distant memory or something like I feel like I can do. But when you get a club in your hand, you start thinking about different things and moving in different ways. It's like you kind of don't necessarily focus on the places that you should be focusing on. But when I was able to like take the club away, drop the club, and work on the things and the feelings I needed to create when I'm in my golf swing, it was like I think that's the beauty of it is because I always yeah. thought good players don't necessarily have thoughts that they play with, but they mm-hmm. have feels like they sure. know they know what their good feels yeah. like. Because I can yeah. remember that's a good point. That's a great point. I remember I spent a bunch of time drinking beer also with Nolan Hankey. Did you ever meet Nolan? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. So you know Nolan, mm-hmm. right? Nolan, and, and but I can always remember he'd come to Mobile and he was getting ready to play a little Champions Tour or whatever, struggle. We were good buddies, but when you could get him hitting, a, if you got him to do something, he'd go, "Hold on, that's what it would feel like." Yeah. He would always say that, like that's what it Not used to feel like. like. And then you could back off and you could be quiet and leave him alone for five ten minutes because he would just keep trying to make it feel that way. Yeah. And he, he never, I never got him playing as good as he needed to, but he could get in stretches practicing where it was just a thing of beauty because he could, once he, you could get him to get that feel. And I've, I've thought many a time since doing all the stuff I do with Colby now where we do stuff with bands and things where people can feel, I wish I would have had that to apply to somebody like yeah. Nolan who was such a talented guy. We ought, have, to the extreme, Jeff, yeah. we ought to have Nolan change. on the podcast sometime. He'd be a beaut. I think that's one of the things I've learned the most from you in the last couple of years is with the band stuff and Colby stuff. It's funny you talk about feels. I have a guy in mind. He's hitting it a little bit better and I ask him, what's it feel like? What's it feel like? What's it feel like? And I ask this to everybody and he just keeps saying it feels good. <laughs> and I'm like, I know whoa, it's good. Whoa. It's in the middle of the face and the ball's going straight but like, what has actually changed? And he doesn't have a tangible feeling yeah, to go back to, sure. which means I think you go to these band drills or these exercises yeah. and that's what they can go back to tomorrow, yeah. which is a reflection on what Hanky was feeling. It was awesome. I mean, I, yeah, I really enjoyed it. I have a question for you, Tony. So, like, if you're in a lesson and you, you tell someone, I want the left hand to, on the way up, I want it to feel like your left hand starts to hinge early or whatever feel you're giving somebody, and then they start hitting it and hitting it, hitting it well, and then you ask them, what does that feel like? And they have something that's totally different. Like, mm-hmm. I'm sure you've had that before, where it's like, feels like my something else. Oh, so, that's, it's happened. Yeah. And I got a great answer. Like, so Greg Carton, Doc, was with me one time. And then we were at, in, at the Country Club of Mobile, and I used to have this little tent. You got the big tent at Old Palm, but I had this little 10 by 10, like, rolling thing with a canopy that we called the original dome. It was the original dome. And uh, Colby and I were in it. And uh, I had a kid, and I was – or a, I'm sorry, Greg was with me. And we had a guy and turning, and, you know, I, he hits a couple. I'm like, what's that feel like? And I, and I was trying to get him to get his elbow more – Whatever. And the guy says something that's completely, yeah. it doesn't have anything to do yeah, for sure. with anything I've said. And I go, well, no. And Doc, I mean, he's not, he doesn't ever speak up. And he goes, now, wait, shut up. I'm like, wait, what do you mean? He's like, well, you don't know what it feels like. Yeah, he's sure. like, if it feels like to him, he's eating sausage pizza. It feels like he's eating <laughs> sausage pizza. Right? Because that's what it feels no, like to him. Sure. Right? Yeah, right? Exactly. Yeah, right right? Wrong. And he was like, you got to quit. Wanting people to feel, make it feel like what you think. And I was like, I've never forgot that. Like, so I ask people all the time, what's that feel like? 
And I mean, it's interesting somehow. Wow, see that? And then there'll yeah. be people in your shadows get that. Okay. Yeah, sure. But he, yeah. but they'll be like, all right, we'll make it feel like sausage pizza one more yeah. time. Whoosh. Yeah. Whoosh. Okay, it's sausage pizza. Yeah. Right. I mean, but that's interesting. See, that's one of the things that I've learned over the last couple of months. It's like the player in front of you feels way more important than the words that you're giving them. And whatever mm-hmm. you give them, they might feel something in a different place or in a different way. But I mean, they have the answer. So that's that's why I asked. It's interesting. It's it's actually very it's very very funny to and think about, but it's awesome. Yeah, I mean, I think that that's the art of coaching, right? I think we all have a lot of the same information, but I think that's the art of get, getting sure. better. Sure. Form follows function, right? Mm-hmm. He always has the good ones. He does. He that does. was pretty good. Father Hackett. Hmm? We're going to call you Father Hackett. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think separates a, a great coach from a, a good coach? What do you think the difference is? Hack, you start with that one. you got to have a passion first. You'd be a good communicator. Sure. And that's one thing I noticed with all you guys. I mean, you guys from the very beginning, Mary feels so comfortable and we're like, it was like when I first pulled up and I, I met you halfway to the range, it was like, we've been friends for 10 years. It was like you, we, I mean, we just vibe really well. And you feel like, I mean, you were communicating with me and made me feel like I was just a buddy of yours. And that well, was I think that, you know, I think the first thing is, no, you, just, you, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, I think you got to be yourself too. Right. For sure. I think there's been guys I've known and there's been people that are huge influences on me that were brilliant on the golf swing. And I would bounce things off of all the time, but I don't know that they were very good coaches, right? Like their knowledge and they analyze something to give it to to tell you what was wrong was great. But were they necessarily great at, at, uh, you know, getting somebody to do it right? I think there's coaches out there that are brilliant X's and O's guys and, maybe they don't get guys to play their best. And there's guys that are pretty good X's and O's guys, but have unbelievable people skills, motivational skills, understand how to push the right buttons, understand how to coach, understand how to drive people to get way more out of their yeah. people. Yeah. Way more out of and when, when to teach and when to coach. Right. Mm-hmm. It's a fine line. Yeah. It's just some over-teaching is yeah. brutal. Yeah. And I mean, when, he first, when I first started, it was like I wanted to – Give, I want to throw the medicine cabinet at people. Mm-hmm. He's giving everything I had. And I realized quickly, it's like, that is just way too much for people to even. I mean, like HJ, I mean, I always tell these stories when we when I'm having wine and I'm doing these. But I remember he watched and you asked me, like, was I when was the most nervous I've been yeah. watching? The most nervous I've been in 10 years was when Jay Haas watched me teach Bill Haas. Right. That You remember that. Mm-hmm. Right. And. uh was that I was the most nervous I can remember, right? And I mean, here's a guy that I, in my opinion, should be in the Hall of Fame, but great, great player, gentleman, watching his son, me teach his son, who, whatever. And so I was really nervous there. But like, I remember Hank, whenever he would watch when I was starting, you know, my first job with him, you know, you're always fumbling around. I mean, I dropped the camera and uh, <laughs> stuff like that. But I remember one time I'm really trying to impress him, and I got this, I got this lady from Louisiana. And, you know, I'm telling her everything I know. Yeah. And uh, he just stood back, never said a word. He just kind of, you know, he said just drift off. He'd go walk off to something, whatever. He'd, he'd come back, kind of watch. And he'd walk on. And then he came back and he was like, T, call me the back. And I think he's going to tell me. I'm like, what do you think? And he goes, he said, taking a lesson from you, it's like taking a sip of water from my fire. Honey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And he said, you don't have to tell her everything you know about yeah. the golf swing in the first yeah. 10 minutes. Mm. I've been there. Because in the beginning, it feels like you have to almost sway them with 
Well, because you, you know, yeah, he said something too. He said something early, like he said, like when you start teaching, you feel like you know whatever it is you're charging fifty bucks an hour, yeah. eighty bucks an hour. I remember when I charged like fifty five or sixty bucks. That was a lot of money yeah. per hour for what yeah. I thought, right? Yeah. Like so, you want to prove that you're sure. worth 100%. that money, and you think in the beginning that to earn that money, you got to give them a lot of information. Yeah. But really, all you got to do to earn the money is get them better. Yeah, and it's whatever you need to get them better. I mean, you bet. Heck, you've been under the some of the greatest of all time. I mean, you know, I mean, they weren't, they didn't, I mean, how much info did they really give out? And there'll be people that say you got to give a lot of info, but I don't think you have to. I think you got to make them better. Mm-hmm. You have to train your eye yeah. with the pickout. It's all cause and effect. And How'd you train your eye? Because you got a great eye. No, just from, just giving, you know, doing golf schools. Mm-hmm. You know, like most people, we were doing 72 golfers a week. You figure if you're on a lesson, you're doing eight yeah. hours. Plus, you move like 30 instructors. You just learn. Yeah. And you learn so much from as a group setting. And that's what, look, all professional sports, there's multiple coaches, like in soccer, football, baseball. Yeah. It's all knowledge. Knowledge is power, you know. I think that's why you we touched on it with the group stuff, and you can't do it every day all the time. But I think that's why we've had some success, and it's been fun is all of us kind of hanging out. And it's a little bit more like what they do with other sports. And, yeah, sure. yeah and, that's and, why Belichick's so good. He makes his coaches start in special teams on defense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's why they're so groomed. To, like brainstorming at that point. Just yeah, I mean, you brains. know, I think yeah. you got to operate. you got to operate. People stay in their lanes, and, and you have to – I think you have to have kind of common belief systems. Like, you yeah. know, I don't want somebody that's going to tell you to tilt and throw the club at it, right? <laughs> Back to the good or great question. And I'm not saying this because I'm great, because especially sitting next to these two guys, I know I know nothing. But um, I love the Kobe quote on Instagram and stuff, you know, now that he's passed and about, obviously he was great. Yeah. And how into the process and the little things and the fundamentals he was. Mm -hmm. Bernie always talks about how, like, that's the journey. That's the passion is, is doing those things. And then the moments of success you have, it's that's not what it's about. And I think for me, what I've learned this year is to become better. It's about those moments coaching. Like it's having everything set up so that when a person walks into the building, they don't have to ask for a water, a towel, teas, video, like nothing. Yeah. Right. And they have a good experience. And I could, I could give two golf lessons with the, the same information. One's a good product and one's a bad product. And I know who's coming back. Yeah. And that's solely from those little things that take time and they're annoying. But sure. Tony made dang well sure that I did it every time with every person that's in front of me. Because it doesn't matter if you have a good player in front of you or Mrs. Havocamp that can't get it airborne. Sure. You know, because if she gets it airborne and has a good time and goes and tells her friends, yeah. you're going to have five more coming next sure. week. And, yeah. and that's, I think, part of becoming great. Yeah. That would you, be, got, you got to make people, the person in front of you, better. And I think great teachers can teach people of all levels and reach people of all levels. I think that's a, a quality in it. Sure. And I think that to be considered great or the best or whatever, you should at some point have actually taught somebody to be good. Sure. From the yeah. bottom, from, from early on. Yeah, you got to shadow people. Yeah. You can't think by reading the books. You got to be in the field. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where, that's where I'm at. That's, I'm, I'm early on the no. shadow train. But I mean, I've learned so much here that I think I can. 
I'm, I don't know. I don't have all the answers yet, but I have more than I did last night. Yeah, so you got to be open-minded, and you got to be yeah. yeah. Don't right? ever stop learning. For sure. Yeah, I love it too. I mean, every everything. Learn to listen, and hmm. for sure. listen first, right? Mm-hmm. I've enjoyed it. Well, good evening, guys. This was good. We we're back to our coaches back roll. We've got a couple more coming out of this weekend. Jackson, thanks for zooming in. Hack, thanks for hosting at your at mm-hmm. your house here. Callahan, thanks for coming down and working yeah, with us and observing, but more importantly, working with us and hanging out. Emilio, this is the year, bud. It yeah, looks beautiful. We're going to have us another good day tomorrow, get you ready. You got a little, playing a little match play over in Mexico, correct? Yeah, next week. Yeah, there we go. Guy's been a world traveler. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> been all over the place. World traveler. I mean, I can't keep up with Emilio. <laughs> I mean, I. You know, somebody told me he was in San Antonio. I was like, man, I thought he was in Brazil. <laughs> Argentina. Argentina, don't cry for me. All right, thanks, guys. Awesome night. Um, let's get ready. We'll do it tomorrow. Let's do it. Thanks for listening to this edition of The Tour Coach. I want to take a minute and thank Cordy Walker and Golf Science Lab, as well as my sponsors, Shrikshan, Buick, Bushnell, and Vineyard Vines, for helping make all of this possible and helping me share my insights with you. If you like what you've heard, why don't you check out more on the Dew Sweepers channel on YouTube as well as the Dew Sweeper on Instagram or go to DewSweepersGolf.com to find out more about my teaching, my travels, and where you can find out more about me.